Welcome back to the Kinder Guys podcast. I'm Zakia, a ninth grader, and this is my Tita Zanthi. If it's your first time with us, our goal is to create a space for kids to explore horror through fun, inspiring, and meaningful dialogue. We exist to help the younger generation embrace themselves for being different, break the stigma that horror isn't for kids, and to make a positive impact on the horror community at large. Today, we have Avery Turner and Kayla Young from Bloom Military Teens, an organization that is by military teens for military teens. Bloom is a place you can find comfort and advice about everything military kid-related from moving tips to the top things to do at your duty station. You can also read posts from their featured authors, often they're military kids who offer a different perspective on military life. I know we are a horror podcast, but to me, military movies are horror movies and growing up in military culture can be so terrifying as like myself who grew up as an army kid with my dad and then ended up joining the military, the Air Force later on when I was an adult. I don't exactly remember how I came across it, but I was just like, oh my gosh, this organization is so cool. And, you know, we reached out to them and so excited we get to share this very underrepresented topic. Like I'm sure you've noticed, Zakia, like a lot of media tends to only focus on adults, like the yeah. military, the military active duty adults and veterans. And it's like, oh, what about the young ones? You know, what about the teens and the kids and mm-hmm. like what they're doing? So I'm so I even have like a bloom hoodie, but I didn't wear it today because like it's too hot <laughs> inside of the room. So but yeah, wanted to represent. I thought it was really, really fun. Um, They got to express like mostly mental health stuff, you know, which I really liked. Because there are some horrors in mental health. It gave me a different perspective as to what like military kids kind of have to go through um, throughout the process. Because from moving time to time or place to place and um, also experiencing like friendships or education systems, it can definitely be difficult. So I think that Avery and Kayla demonstrated like really good examples as to like how it made them feel and how it kind of affected them. So we can get a perspective of like most of like what military kids may go through as well. Alrighty, so we'll see you guys in there. You have entered Kindergeist, a horror podcast for kids and ghouls. <laughs> I'm Avery. I'm 17. Uh, My dad was in the Air Force and I'm in Colorado Springs. Uh, Hi, I'm Kayla. I'm 15. My dad was also in the Air Force and I'm from Zooming from Okinawa, Japan. Awesome. So what do you plan to do after high school? Um, I plan to go to college and get a degree in mechanical engineering. Nice. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. I've thought about this one a lot, and I think I've settled on environmental engineering, and I want to go to college in Japan as well. Ooh, that's nice. so cool. Yeah, because wow. like, what was it like uh, coming to Japan, and it seems like you want to continue your stay there? So I came to Japan when I was in fourth grade, so I didn't know Japan was a thing. <laughs> I was like not up and to date in geography. I thought Vietnam was above Canada. Oh. <laughs> so it was like really weird for me. But now that I've like adjusted to it, we've been here for a while. So I really love it here and I definitely want to stay. Oh, nice. I, I used to be in the Air Force and um, but I grew up in the Army. My best friend Mercedes was stationed. Um, gosh, what, she was in Okinawa. So I got to visit and just like, it's a beautiful country. So I can understand why you're like, yep, staying here. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's your favorite thing about Japan? I would say maybe the people, like everyone here is super nice. I would say definitely not the weather because it's so unpredictable here. Oh, I see. Like, like I walk outside and it feels like I'm breathing in water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I've never been, so <laughs> hopefully soon. A lot of my friends are going, like, it's kind of interesting, um, like, over summer, and a lot of them went, like, during winter break. What's your favorite dish from there? Mm, probably yakimeshi. It's just fried rice, because I'm basic like that, but it's, like, <laughs> shaped in, like, a dome, so it's super cute. I feel like I've heard of that before. Question for both of you. 
Can you give us a little um, like a snapshot of like all the bases or areas that you've lived at and which one is your favorite? Um, I've lived in, I think I'm at eight different places now. So I'll just say it covers like lots of East Coast, Illinois, Arkansas, Alabama, Virginia, New Jersey. I was Germany. So I was born in Germany and then I moved back there when I was in second grade Um, and then now Colorado. But I think I like, I loved Germany, but I really love Colorado. I think it's been a great place to get to be for the last three years. What is it about Colorado that's kind of like gives you give it the crown? <laughs> I love it being outside, like just being outside all the time and the weather, like it's not great in the winter, but like summer right now, it's always the perfect temperature and it's not humid, which after living in Arkansas for two years, I needed. Have you ever got to visit the Shining Hotel or the Stanley? I haven't yet. And I want to so bad. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like uh, because I went there with my friends and but it seems like none of the locals have been there. It's always yeah, the tourists. <laughs> pretty much. I still feel like a tourist here, though, sometimes. Well, that's cool. I um I grew up in Germany. Um, I saw that you were at Ramstein. So um, I visit there so many times. But the base that the army base I grew up is like totally gone now. Is it was it launch school? I've been there, but it was the Hanau. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know if it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I do know that one. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, at Virginia too in Newport News, where my dad my dad worked in Newport News at a, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Fort Eustis. Wow, I was at the Pentagon. Very basic. <laughs> <laughs> the very basic. It was. <laughs> Everyone's there. It feels like I feel like everyone who I know has been there at some point. Um, I'd say I'm the youngest in my family, so they moved like a lot before I was born. So they've been like to Portugal and everything. And I'm so salty about that because I love Portugal. But we've been to, let's see, Maryland where I was born and then Alabama. And then we moved here. So I really haven't been that many places. No, that still counts. That's like a, a good number of places. <laughs> what are like the pros and cons of like moving around a lot? I mean, I love getting to see every place. Like I'm, I feel I'm so grateful that I've gotten to see as many places as I have. But it really sucks having to start over every time. <laughs> like, yeah. and I, I can just see it in my parents too, because like having to find a new doctor and a new dentist and like getting us signed up for school and all that. I just trying to like be the same person while you've moved so many times became really difficult. Since we're mentioning like how challenging it was to move from place to place, like, are there any tips that you guys like give yourselves to be like, okay, here's another move, creating a sort of normalcy? Um, I feel like it was all about like, for me, I'm like such an overthinker and that's just like part of my personality. So it was like the, as much as I can know about the place to like, there's really like only so much research you can do. So I just tried to do like as much as that as possible and then try and like, just like settle in, like you're like settling into your home and everything. So it's like a plant settling into its pot. Yeah. So you just kind of like pour a little bit of extra soil in there and water it and hope it sprouts. <laughs> I love the metaphor. Yeah. I part of my coping mechanism was unhealthy, but the other thing that I did that was healthier was I would, I would always be very like consistent with everything. Like I would not change my phone background. Wouldn't change like anything like that. I would keep what I had around me and keep listening to the same music just to kind of be like, okay, you know what? You're okay. Everything's still the same. You're just going to be in a different place. Um, so I heard Avery that, um, you write, I kind of saw it on your profile on Bloom. So, um, what got you into writing? Honestly, it was with Bloom that I got into writing and I wish I could say it was otherwise, but I just, I saw Bloom and I'm before they were even offering like for more people to come in, it was still just the original members. And I was like, man, I really want to write a guest article. And so I just found that that's the, that's what I can write about is being a military kid in my personal experiences. I really struggled to write other things, was awful at creative writing in elementary and middle school, just horrible. Wait, I have like a question for both of you guys. Um, How do you like handle your friendships? Like as you guys move around, is it rocky or is it easy to maintain? I don't know if it's just me, but the hardest thing about friendships is that for me, it's like out of sight, out of mind. So it's like, it's not that I don't care about you, but it's like the second I move away or you move away, it's like the relationship just becomes strained. So it's like, I had a friend before I moved here in Alabama that she moved away before me. 
And we went to Hawaii to go visit her. And I was like, listen, we can't be friends anymore because this is too difficult on my anxiety. And it's just like so stressful to have that relationship that it's like you end up forcing yourself into the past and being like, oh, remember when we did this together? Because you're like no longer together. It's hard to make new memories like physically. So I just feel like it's difficult, but I feel like certain friendships that I've had have been like, I still talk to them and like, we still say hi, like every now and then on social media, but it's not like we have like regular Zoom calls and we're like, oh my gosh, bestie, what are you up to? Yeah, I get that hundred percent. Yeah. It totally makes me think about um, our individual personalities and how we maintain friendships. Like, cause my best friend has always lived in a different state or country from me. And it's like, huh, yeah. But then sometimes that doesn't work for everybody. Um, I like, same thing. My best friend is, you know, we haven't lived in the same place since we were eight, I think. Um, but still best friends. But that is probably the one friend I've really kept from moving. Um, it's it's just hard when you're so separated from other people's lives that to like stay engaged. Like I had a friend who I really tried to keep in contact with and I still talk to her occasionally. But it's just really hard when I don't know much about what's going on, like at her school or the people at her school that she's talking about or, you know, her teachers or her classes. And she doesn't know about mine. And it's really hard to communicate and have things to talk about. I mean, like long distance friendships, like long distance friendships are just like difficult to kind of handle in a way. But if you both are willing to like put like effort in, then I mean, I don't know from both of you guys perspective because I've never <laughs> I don't have that life. But um, from what I've gone through, I can completely like understand where you guys are coming from. Um, so, yeah. So since um, you both are from Bloom, um, how did you guys become like a part of it? I saw their ad like I, I was following them before their Instagram and their site launched in like 2020. They started in COVID times a little bit. Um, and I like saw it and I was like, this is so cool. I want to be a part of it. I'm going through like my last move before my dad retires and I really want to share my experience. And so I like followed them. And then when they put out that they were like, oh, we're doing guest writers. Um, and so I, you know, wrote an article for them. And then uh, Matthew actually reached out to me, um, one of the co-founders when they were offering people to like come join the team and said, Hey, you know, we have a piece of writing. We love it up there. Like, do you want to join the team officially? And so that's what got me into it. It's been like two, two and a half years now, I think. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So I actually had never heard of Loom before I joined. My mom was like, Kayla, Kayla, look at this ad. They're offering people. And I had been like looking for like a job for so long. Cause I was like, I just want to volunteer somewhere. I just need to do something with my time, like outside of school, because I am not an athletic person to save my life. So I like did not have like anything outside of like academic stuff at school. So my mom was like, you should try it. And I just like did a casual stock of their Instagram page. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. So I've been for like, I think a year and a half. Nice. So both of you are like been in it for a while. Yeah. And and you do the graphic design for for yes. like the site or like also socials or I do a little bit of both so I like help manage the website and I do social graphic designs and how is that it's like my favorite thing ever because I love graphic design that's like what I did when I took like journalism at school my teacher was like oh don't you want to write an article I was like article where <laughs> me <laughs> no, thank you have you seen, uh, you know, back then it's kind of an old meme, but when everyone was posting like, oh, graphic design is my passion. And then it would just be like these artworks. But it's like, no, Kayla actually has a passion for graphic design. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, when I came across Bloom, I was just I was like so excited because I never had that when I was a kid or a teen. And I was just kind of like, uh, well, first I went to a DOD school like in Germany for the longest time and then went to a regular uh, school in Virginia. But there was nothing for me to process all the mental like health issues that come with being a military kid. So I was just like, yeah, this is whatever. And this is fine, <laughs> even though it wasn't. Um, Wait, so do you like, do any of you guys like watch horror movies at all? I try my hardest, but I'm a scaredy kid. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually a big fan of horror, but I'm also a scaredy cat. So I read horror books. Like what books do you enjoy or any favorites? 
So right now, my mom and I are both reading Tender is the Flesh. It's like a weird cannibalism story. And she was like, you can't finish it. It's too much. And I was like, I haven't even started chapter two. Oh, my God. Is it really scary already on chapter two? It's very gory. And so it's like very detailed. And so it's like a different kind of scary in, compared to like horror movies where you like have to watch it. So it's just like leaves me on edge afterwards. No, I love that. Okay, I need to look that up. Tender is the flesh. Since you go, you guys are both like, like quote unquote, scaredy cats. What is your greatest fear? Um, mine is mannequins. It's a little embarrassing, but it's like even store mannequins. Yeah, like even store mannequins. Just I, <laughs> like, what if they move? It's just <laughs> I cried in a in a history museum before because there was like a mannequin sitting in a tank and it scared the crap out of me and. Oh my God. I just, I don't like the thought of things moving when they shouldn't be. <laughs> There's some freaky ones too. Like you've seen ones that have weird faces and they're smiling. It's yes. like, no. <laughs> Wait, so are you like scared of like stuffed animals as well? Cause like they can move too. I mean, not really, but like. like not stuffed animals. It has to have, it's like human-like. As long as it's, if it's human-like, then I, it's, I'm, it's not for me. <laughs> okay, I see, yeah. I see. <laughs> Everything is like scary. It has the potential to be scary. Like. I feel like when I watch a movie, it's like, oh, super chill. And then I'm like reading into it and I'm like, what if this person like goes to space or something? Like, why is the sky blue? And then that becomes scary for me. And I'm like, how do I work this into my brain like that? Wait, what? what is the- Why is that literally me? Like- <laughs> what, Wait, what is the reference of why is this guy blue? Is this an avatar thing or- <laughs> I say that so much. I'll be like, why do people in the movies hold their phone up like this? And I'll be like, why is the sky blue? And with my phone, like seeing my double chin and everything. <laughs> I just say that a lot. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, wait, you said, why is the sky blue or the guy blue? The sky. Oh, I thought you said, why is this guy blue? That's why I was like, is that an <laughs> I thought it was an Avatar reference or something. Oh my God. <laughs> That's funny though. Wait, so Kayla, um, so you, I like heard that you crochet like in your bio and stuff. So, and I also crochet as well. Um, what are your like favorite things to crochet? I've been trying so hard to get into clothing, but it's just so much work like to oh, crochet. I agree. Clothing. I agree. Oh my God. Like it has to go around the whole body and then it like doesn't fit at first and you have to like stretch it or like steam it or something. I know, right? And I'm just like, oh, maybe this isn't for me, but I will do granny squares for life. Oh God. On God, that's literally me. I'm like, okay, so I started crocheting like a few months ago and like, I was like, okay, okay, I'm gonna like make clothes because I'm like too broke to like buy clothes anymore. So like, <laughs> so then I was just like, okay, I searched it up on TikTok, like how to, how to make this cute, simple top. And then I figured out like my, me the measurements were all wrong and like, it was just too tight on me. And I was just like, what the, like, what is going on? So then I just decided to just do granny squares and like, Honestly, they're so much better. What is a granny square from somebody who does not? <laughs> Let me see if I have one. Oh, it's on in standby. My handy dandy bag of projects. Here we go. This is a granny square. Oh, oh that's cute. Really square. I actually made a bag out of granny squares. Oh my God. Oh, wow. Love. It started falling apart because I didn't line it with fabric, but. Oh, that's cool. It's like you could use that for so many different things, though. Yeah, it's like a very fun activity. And I crochet like while like watching like Gilmore Girls or something. And it's like the best activity to do. Oh my gosh. I love Gilmore Girls. <laughs> really? Stop. Actually, guys, we're like best friends now. Come on out. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But actually, since we're on the topic of like TV shows and movies, like, do you have a favorite one? I'm a big Wes Anderson fan and I love the Grand Budapest Hotel. Just makes me crack up and I love how he films everything. So yeah, it, beautiful work. Yeah. I would say like, I've seen Gilmore Girls like a ton of times already and I Same. just keep watching it because I like it. I, I watched it like seven good, times. Like, okay, sorry. <laughs> yes, me. I love a good show that's like nice and long and you can just like watch it. And I'm like a very salty person that will be like yelling at the TV like, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that? Oh my God, that is so funny. Well, like, do you, do you guys have, like, any, like, favorite, like, long movies? Or do you guys like documentaries? Or, like, what genre do you guys like or enjoy the most? I try to go for comedy. Like, that's, I usually just need, like, a good laugh. Something that I can laugh. I love a good, like, 
romance because I'm like a sucker for romance. So like even those movies that are like, oh, they're so cringy, they're so corny, they get me tearing up. Like I cry at Disney movies. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see The Little Mermaid yet? No, it's not. It's been in theaters here that they did like a free showing once, but everybody showed up and like all the little kids were there. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't go. Oh, (laughs) you're like, not this time. (laughs) Go like at night ish. That's when like not a lot of people usually go. You know what I mean? Especially the kiddos. Yeah. Since you guys are in like uh, two places that have a lot of haunted stories. um, I'm wondering, like, have you Oh, actually, I want to tell you this story first. <laughs> so my my best friend, when she was in Okinawa, which is, of course, Japan, lots of haunted stuff going on. She said that um, in their base housing at night, like their dog would keep staring up the stairs. And she was like, nope, uh, whatever you're looking at, I, I'm not claiming. <laughs> like, so, um, yeah. So for Colorado and Japan, have you either heard stories or experienced anything? So many stories. There's because it's like if you go further south in Colorado, it's kind of like no man's land. And even what even a little bit more to the um, well. Uh, so like, you know, we hear the Skinwalker Ranch stories and, you know, of course the, the Stanley hotel and, um, like just so many things, there's so many things in the woods. I I've heard everything like, you know, Bigfoot, like just every, every like creepy thing that could be in the woods. It's, it seems to be out there for someone. And then like, there's the actual bears and the horror stories you hear from like, well, actually, you know, all the people you see getting too close up to things, those are like all in Colorado and it just, it worries me about people sometimes about why they're trying to get so close up to like moose. Oh, right. Giant animals. Like, yeah. Cause like how tall are they? I've never seen one in person, but they're like, like 12 feet tall. I think. Do you know this comedian uh, named May Martin? I don't think so. They're a stand-up comedian slash actor and they're from Canada, but they had this story of like how, um, they were driving and of course there's a moose there too and like they literally drove under it through its legs it was so tall <laughs> and and they were saying nobody believes us but it happened like we drove under it was so tall <laughs> there needs to be like a horror movie about like yeah. a moose so. i heard they have like a lot of them in like maine yeah up there too kind of scary what about you kayla what in japan Yeah, base housing here is notoriously known for being very haunted. And like, of course, they have like haunted temples or like abandoned temples here. I've never gone to them. I've just heard like rundown areas of base housing and like people going there at night, like on one of the bases, like farther uh, away from like where I live, there's a old hospital because they built a new one on a different base. And my brother actually went there with a bunch of his friends his senior year and they did like a school haunted house trip. And I was like, you can have fun with that because it's a no for me. How do you both feel about uh, Ouija boards? Oh, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) I will also pass. (laughs) Talking to the spirits. Oh, what if they like roast me or something and they're like, girl, your hair is looking so busted. I'm like, oh, thank you. I like how that's the first fear. Like <laughs> they're gonna make fun of me. What if they try to be your friend though? Like that'd be kind of cool. Being besties with a spirit. That would be cool. But then I'd be scared of like, but what if what if they don't? That's too much risk. There's too much. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they might possess you. Like, yeah. No, thank you. I'll pass. Okay. Now on to the topic. Um, the horror of being a military teen. Um but can we also talk about like the positives, of course, not just like the horror of it. How do you feel about like the term military brat? I've learned about it. Honestly, like it, I don't, I've never taken it as an like offense. I think honestly, it's kind of funny to bring up to people sometimes. Like it's kind of nice if people call you a brat, you're like, well, I know I'm a military brat. Um, <laughs> that's what I tell my dad when he calls tells me that I'm being a brat. <laughs> um <laughs> But I, I've learned to love it over the years and it's become more affectionate than insulting. Yeah, I feel like I can't even tell people, oh, that's so such a mean phrase because I literally am a brat. Like I'm so spoiled. <laughs> so it's like, what am I supposed to say? 
but I think it's like an endearing term that like people in the military community use but like when like other organizations are like oh like let's celebrate the military brats I'm like who's brat not me ma'am you got the wrong person it's like we can only call each other that not you (laughs) uh when I was growing up I I mean it's been a term that's been around forever and I always referred to myself as a military brat. And it wasn't until later that people outside of the community were saying, oh, it's really offensive. And I was like, oh, I didn't know I I was offending myself. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it can mean uh, different things to different people. Actually, I've never heard of the term before until now. I think it's just because you don't get like that many. So what are like the stereotypes type? What are like the stereotypes that like um, that people get wrong about like the culture? But all our parents are like drill sergeants. I think my parent, my dad is the furthest from it. He like he comes home and he's like, I don't I I hate the military. I don't want to be, you know, he's like, I'm I'm done. Just I feel like that's a lot of like every depiction in the media, which, you know, is like four. I think I don't, there's not that many depictions of us in the media, but even in like the show Space Force really annoying me because it's like the dad is just like a drill sergeant. You're like, this is not, that's not how they act at all. No, actually, since you're on the, well, I'll let you answer uh, Kayla first, I got, but I wanted to jump back about uh, Space Force later on. <laughs> oh yeah. My dad is like such an like non-serious person. So I feel like that's such a big stereotype that like, even that, like military teens are like super like stuck up or like super strict and everything. And I'm like, I couldn't be less serious most of the time or more serious I don't know it's like we're a complex people you know just like everyone else I'm not saying like there's nothing different but you guys are just like people you know what I mean and people should just treat people the way that they want to be treated so but um what's like the like, wait greatest... can I ask before I forget can I ask about the space force real quick <laughs> yeah. so uh I don't know if you've also seen the show Kayla oh yeah how did you feel about that um because it's the commander's daughter in there, right? Like, how did you feel about the family, military family representation in that one? Drove me nuts. The, the daughter is like, none of us would do that. We're not going to run off with a like potential recruit. Like, that's not, that's not ideal. The only thing, really, the only thing accurate about the military was like how the branches treated each other in that war group. Like, that's, that was my like position on it. Honestly, I think people get so up in arms about like, especially when Purple Hearts came out, that movie about like, ooh, that mm-hmm. was like, everybody was like, I hate this and this and that and the other. And I was like, I think it's hilarious. Like the misrepresentation is just funny. If you both were like, for example, like consulted and they were making a show about military teens or kids, like what would be like some of the things you would be like, this is authenticity. When like... I was watching this movie the other day with my sisters and it was this girl who's like moving to a different city and she was like, I'm having an existential crisis. And, and I was like, girl, I moved all the way across the world as a child and I didn't fall apart. Like, it's really not that deep. I would just like it. So it's just like, go ahead make it work. I would like to see it be normal. Like there's just a military kid character and it's just like normal. It's not a big deal it's not their whole personality because it's never been my whole personality sometimes people like I I forgot to tell like my closest friend here that I was a military kid and that I'd moved 11 times for like six months he didn't know I was like oh yeah I guess I forgot to mention that huh yeah it's not like you stroll in and you're like hi I'm a military kid like yeah. and say all these things uh jumping to oh wait you had a question right Zakia? oh um what is like the positive part of being a military kid like trying to think of the best way to put it without like oh yeah <laughs> okay I thought I was like I thought my internet was like no <laughs> um, it, there are so many experiences we gain and I feel like there's like you know you're able to travel and you know like you really you do have security for most like you know your parent has a job and you know where they are even though there's stress with deployments and stuff but like most like you know that they have a job and there's an income and you I feel like you also just learn a bunch about like how to be a person and how to like present yourself to people how to make new friends and how to adapt to certain scenarios really fast even if they're not fun and like those are just really valuable skills that like I know I've used outside of being a military kid yeah I feel like I've made like a lot of like productive growth being a military kid and like I feel like I've been able to mature faster because I've been able to 
like especially like I don't know if that's just like me being the youngest but I'm just like oh I just have to keep up because they're all like older than me so it's just like oh well you know it's like not bad necessarily but it's also like very helpful in the end to be able to and experience like different types of education like moving to a different country like obviously we still go to an American school but like I've never like learned like another language in school before until I moved here like they didn't even and I guess because I moved here young but like even my friends that are high schoolers in the states they're like we don't have to learn another language to graduate like we need like 17 credits and I was like seven hello yeah we just have one year of language that you have to take here that's it really yeah that's really interesting I have to take at least three years of language in California I wish that's how it was that's a good point though about like being a military kid means that you're getting a cultural perspective that not everyone gets to have and even like ascending the language like when I was in Germany of course we had to take a, a German class but now I don't remember most of it but still like <laughs> don't either <laughs> but um speaking of school like um because I know Avery you had a, a blog about like advice to like schools on how to like help kids basically welcome them or like be more aware of military kids so can you talk a bit about that um yeah it's it's hard when you go into a school and there's like no support for military kids because I went in my first day of school here I moved late because you know COVID and so I was like late getting into school I started online there was no like way for me when we started going in person to know what the school looked like like there wasn't like a video that they sent to new kids or anything and like kind of having just like, oh, this is what we do. This is where the pool is. I'm a diver. I needed to know where the pool was. And I didn't know until the first day of practice in like January. Oh. Um, so, and there's like, and there's obviously I have my opinions about like the whole education system and how they need to actually let military kids, you know, follow the course that they're in. Mm. But like just on a school level, having like some sort of support system, like, hey, this is a buddy you can talk to before school starts. Like we'll give you their number and you can just chat a little bit. Like even the smallest things like that makes the hugest differences. No, that's such a good point. Cause that's what we had as like when I was active duty, it's like, you always have a sponsor to welcome you at the new place. So why not the families also? Right. I noticed like, is it some schools have a military program now? Like it's called a purple school or something yeah, like that. They do. And I wish, I, I think it, it is growing, but it's, I wish it was everywhere. And especially like where I am, because it's such a huge military presence. There's like no purple schools here. Oh, man. And uh, what about you, Kayla? Like, do you go to a DOD school or is it? I'm. Oh, yeah. I'm assuming you don't go to a Japanese school. Like if there's you're learning the language, <laughs> you're not fluent. So, yeah. So I go to a Dodea school and I could go on and on like all day about the stuff I don't like about Dodea but please go on I feel like (laughs) I feel like it's just they make it seem like they have resources like they have a student ambassador program where it's like this new student has to sit with the student ambassadors on the first day of school so that they don't eat alone and so it's like they make it seem like it's like really great but like the quality of the program is just lacking in a lot of areas So it's like, it's there. And like the administration is like, yeah, we like, cause like, obviously we're overseas. So like a lot of these people are military kids, but it's just like for a school that has like maybe 99% of their students are military kids. The resources just like, aren't there, especially for like, I know, like I want to go to college here. Like there are no resources for like students, like post high school that want to like stay here or that want to like go overseas in general it's just like you want to go stateside because stateside is the place to be and I'm like is it is it I don't know about that yeah I never even thought of that to be honest because yeah like there's just an assumption or I am starting to realize that not only on the active duty when people are separating and or retiring the transition is really hard and not very helpful and the fact that it's reflected on in the families as well is like yeah, there's a pattern going on. You need to care about like our military families when they leave too. Do you know of any like celebrity military brats? Is that a thing people like are aware of? I think we've posted about them and I honest to God cannot remember a single one. And I wish I could. I, mean, I know we've like posted them. I've seen them on Instagram that we have like posted and I could not, I can't remember a single one for the life of me. I'm blanking as well. So yeah. I always... 
<laughs> I always know when it comes across my like page, I'm like, oh, whoa, I never even knew they were a military kid. Oh, yeah. Um, Like I did. We did kind of cover this earlier. But like, what do you think is like the biggest challenge of being like a military kid besides like traveling all the time or moving around? Easily school, like the education, like we moved from Maryland to Alabama and I'm like, not that Alabama doesn't have the best education system, but it doesn't have the best education system. It doesn't. I mean, (laughs) so it's like going from there and especially like at a young age, you need those like developmental skills. And I'm like, not that I'm lacking in those, like I'm doing great, but it's just like, there are just some things. And especially about like here, like I actually just met with my Japanese instructor this morning Mm -hmm. and well, it's morning here, but, and she was like, Kayla, you learned all of this in the wrong order. And I was like, what are you sure? And she was like, yes. Oh, it's like, it would be so much easier with, and she showed me like all these tips and tricks. And I was like, wow, double the struggle with education, double the struggle. Bro, Alabama did not raise you right. I was lucky to go to a Dodia school there but it still was not not the most amazing but I did like I've gotten very lucky with school like I've been in the right place at the right time for like math classes and like I've gone to I've gone to Dodia schools public schools and private schools and just the combination like kind of put me in the right place but like my younger brother isn't like he got like kind of cut off with math in a way that he shouldn't have when we moved from Virginia to Arkansas and like both like struggling with school and trying to be like, okay, wait, so this class, I had it here, but you don't take the credit here. So I have to retake, you know, the freshman civics class, my senior year, like that kind of stuff. Um, and like, and then the impact that all of it has in my like mental health, that was a big issue when I moved, like when I moved for the last time, that was my biggest struggle. Oh man. That's so hard on top of like having to deal with the big move in general and then to hear that you have to retake things that's so annoying for you both like how do you perceive like um the mental health of like being a military kid and are there resources that are available to you there are not enough resources so like my biggest struggle was when i so my coping part of my coping mechanism when i moved between like when i had moves was i like basically disassociated like i just i was out for a couple months and then i would get back in but when I moved here, um, I didn't get back in and I was stuck with derealization and it was not fun <laughs> and not enjoyable. And I felt like there was nothing for me to reach out to. There was like, I started with a counselor, but it was hard because she didn't really like have that many military kids. And just like a lot of that was a struggle because I felt like there was no one I could reach out to, to talk about what I was going through or anyone who like, I could say, oh, I'm having this. Are you having this too? Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's like super isolating, like to be a military kid. Like I felt that when I moved from Germany to the US and it was just like, yeah, like (laughs) you guys don't know what it's like to uh, like have a parent like be (laughs) like uh, so busy and like all doing these crazy things that we just have to deal with. I think it's like, especially a struggle because like I have anxiety. So it's like, I really overthink things. And so it'll be like, no matter what, like, even if I know another military kid, we're never going to have the same experience because it's just like so different. And like such a vast majority of military kids have been like all over the place. And so it's like, I'll overthink it and be like, well, they don't really like me or like, we're not really similar. And so I'll just like get in that cycle. And I feel like I actually, it happened like freshman year for me that I just like got stuck in that cycle of like going, going, going. And I like burnt out and I actually like had to temporarily like stop going to school. And I was just like, I can't go. Like, it's just too much. And so now that I'm like back in school, like full time and everything, it was like, so weird to remember like coming back sophomore year everybody was like oh my gosh Kayla like we missed you where were you and I was like are you sure but like why would they say that if they weren't sure like that's such a nice thing to say like I feel like some high schoolers are like such fake people but at the same time it's like so reassuring to hear that from people that you know care so it's just like it's a very caring community but at the same time it's like difficult because it's like you can't truly understand me. Like our, our similarities are like much smaller than our differences. No, for real. And yeah, thank you for sharing as well. It's that weird space of trying to accept that, uh, those affirmations from people, 
but then it's like, well, the 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 gesture's nice, but you don't really know what it's like, that kind of feeling, you know? Yeah, I appreciate like you guys sharing about all this mental health stuff because it's like it's like a topic that really needs to be talked about. And I feel like it's not really talked about that much. Everyone's just like silent, but I appreciate you guys like talking about it in a way. And I hope like um like resources become better as time goes on because it's really yeah. needed, I feel like. I think that's like, unfortunately, the consistent thing that I see in maybe as a culture in the military. Um, So, Avery, you mentioned um, at the beginning that you would use music to like cope when you're moving. So like for both of you guys, what are your like favorite artists to listen to? Right now, I'm, you know, Taylor Swift, of course, always like Lifetime. T-Swift. Yeah. Swifty. And then um, Noah Khan right now is my other like I've been binge listening to him for the past couple months and I got to see him in concert and that was a huge deal I was <laughs> yeah I like I think like Conan Gray has been like my top artist for Conan, the past oh, two yes. years oh my god love him yeah and then like Ariana Grande always and then like a weird one was like we went to see Bruno Mars came to mainland Japan and I was like I didn't realize how many of his songs had just like weave their way into my brain and I was like I know all his songs they just like appear on the radio and I'm singing along and I didn't realize. They're everywhere though, to be honest. His songs are just like everywhere. Wait, Avery, so are you going to go to a Taylor Swift concert? I can't. I have a I have a dive meet that week and I'm so upset about it. Like when it's in Denver, I'm so mad. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, the, is it the Eras tour? Yeah. Then, they're yeah. so expensive too. I'm like, I don't have that. They are. I have a I job, know. but I don't have oh that my God. kind of money. <laughs> like my friend, my friend, I don't know if you guys know this, but I live in LA, but my friend, uh, she got Taylor Swift like concert tickets or whatever. Um, and she's getting, she's, I think she's performing like six or seven times here or three. I don't remember. Like it's an insane amount of like times because she's ending here in LA. So my friend got every single show that she's performing like in LA and it costed her about $3,000. And I was just like, I I did not have that money. Yeah. That's insane. How to say rich without saying you're rich. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's what I'm saying. And it's like, also, she got like the good seats too. Like she showed me all her tickets and like where. And I'm like, God damn, like what? She is so lucky. I was like, please. Cause I know even to get one ticket is like so hard. It's like, it's like I think it's like 300 to $600. I don't know. I it's like a are, lot. Ours are sitting at like 750 right now in Denver. So I'm like, I'll watch, I'll watch from a live stream or just watch videos after uh, I will live without having to spend that kind of money if there was only one way to pull the military kid card you know, you know i'm a veteran family please right. taylor i did appreciate like having the benefits like i miss because i'm already older and i lost my benefits from like my my dad's retired but can't like have the like uh those benefits anymore so yeah. we have our ski passes here it's like it's such an insane discount i it's because like most people have to pay like nine hundred dollars for an for a year-long pass for a season-long pass and we pay like a hundred oh nice I'm like that is the one thing that I want to keep that's good okay well now we're moving on like with the topic of movies um do you guys think like military movies can be horror yes (laughs) they're traumatizing to me (laughs) some of them I think they can and they definitely should be because horror movie you go to your new base housing and a Chucky moment with something that you brought with you, that would be cool. Like you're just unpacking and it's just like, boom, in the corner. Horror, military, exactly. it goes together. <laughs> yep. It's interesting you mentioned Chucky though, because there's actually, uh, do you know about Child's Play 3? Yeah. The third Chucky film. And it's like on a uh, these cadets, these kid cadets. So I was like, oh, that's like close to, because I noticed like there's not a lot of like military kid horror movies or even military kid movies in general (laughs) yeah so generally how do you feel about military slash war movies my family are we're all history nerds my dad like you know like that was the school he did with the military is like was like world war ii history he was only allowed to watch world war ii and like war documentaries growing up and so now that's like carried down to us so i i'm a I'm a big lover of them. I will cry every time if a random character dies. It doesn't matter. It, it could be an extra and I will cry, but I still love them. 
Nice. Is there a like a top favorite? Um, it's not a movie, but I love Band of Brothers. Like that's and I like Normandy and D Day are just like close topics to my heart, just with like stuff my dad has done, like reenactments flying over for the 70th anniversary and stuff like that. So it's just that's like close to my heart. I don't know, like a whole I feel like whenever I hear about like a military themed movie coming out, I always try and watch it. But they just they're so like strange to me because I feel like like obviously I'm not in the military, so I don't get like all of that like history and stuff. And my dad's always like, oh, well, this and that and the other. And like he's a techie, like IT guy. So he'll be like, I was helping like make sure those planes were like connected and they had like communication and everything. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, yeah, my dad nerds out on the pilot stuff. He's like. He's like, oh yeah, we, I flew those. I'm like, I, okay. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, dad, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so how did your uh, like families feel about the new Top Gun Maverick? Loved it. Like my dad, I, I watched it like six times. My dad also did. Like just, we loved it so much. He was like, this is just how you make a movie. You know, <laughs> and all the flying's real, which is like the coolest part. My dad was like, it's such a good like departure from the original and it's like so cool and everything. And I was like, I saw the original like before we went to go see it. But I was like, I like I'm not like a huge like pilot person. Like if I were to like watch a movie about like flying, it would be like the horrors of Space A. Like, do you all know what like Space A is of like the really like there's a whole separate airport like on base and then there's like if the they have like like tentative seats for like missions that like military personnel go on like fly in the back yeah and you can like fly in the back of their plane but they'll pull the flights like 10 minutes before they're supposed to leave and be like sorry this is a confidential flight like you can't come on it oh so we'll like schedule like 10 flights for us and then be like, okay, we'll see which one we get on and we'll just like hang out at the USO in the airport for a weekend oh, and just be like well we made that flight thank goodness and then we'll just like but it's like so much nicer because I don't know like some people get it free some people like pay like a discounted price but like it's so much better than flying commercial like well I wouldn't say like the quality is better yeah because like you're flying in the back of a plane a cargo plane (laughs) yeah so it's like sleeping on the floor type is that like a air force specific thing I think I think it tends to be just because access to planes but i know i know it's it's just become more common i think like recently and i've, I've definitely seen that like it's become way more common because even when i was younger it was like still kind of a new like exciting thing no that sounds pretty cool because like i never had that so i wonder yeah i was curious if it was like either a new newer thing or it's like air force specific kayla i remember you mentioned like purple hearts um so what are your thoughts on that movie or if you both have seen it crazy you mentioned that it's um it's something else <laughs> I think it was just so like I couldn't help but laugh and I was just like obviously like I'm not offended by the misrepresentation because it's just like it's just a silly goofy movie like no one's getting hurt it's just like the building of more stereotypes but it's not like super serious like obviously no one's gonna watch oh I hope no one's gonna watch this movie and be like that's the military experience <laughs> because yeah. it's, it's so they've like completely lost the meaning of the movie. I think it's just like, it's funny to me. Like I can't take it seriously because I'm just like, that's so unrealistic to me. First of all, there's no way the military doesn't find out about that. Like I, they know everything somehow and it's so it's scary, but they know everything. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way they don't find out. And like, this is such a weird, like, it was such a weird, like telling of it. And like all the sets too I was like that is not right (laughs) that is not what that would look like I don't want to be rude or anything but like the acting was like interesting (laughs) I feel like uh, that movie probably had like the support of um well are you familiar with like the military entertainment liaison office yeah so I think each branch has a like uh, entertainment industry context that they have to go through whenever they make a movie um to get like support in general and um i've tried to do it with because i'm a filmmaker but i've tried to use them several times with some of my air force shorts and they've declined me well first of all uh, the first uh, project it was like because um it had a lot of lgbtq and then an officer with an enlisted and they were like yeah we don't want to do that and i'm like you don't want realism like you don't want authenticity <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then they go support movies like top gun maverick where it's like 
and that's why I'm wondering, I probably, they probably supported Purple Hearts in like what, in what they needed. <laughs> so yeah. Top Gun cracked me up though. Cause my dad constantly, like, of course he went to the Air Force Academy, has a vendetta against Navy. You know, when Navy loses, America wins that whole, <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing. But he's like, he always talks about how the Navy makes movies and the Air Force does the real stuff. Like he will not shut up about that. That's so funny. I think that's so funny you mentioned like Top Gun because I was like the first time I watched the like original movie I was like what is this mission they keep speaking of like can we get some more information this is so vague like obviously like when you're in the military like you get more information but like as a military kid it's like my dad's just like okay I'm leaving and I'm like cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) nobody's like I gotta go on the mission Oh, wait, actually, I wanted to mention something. So when we were talking about like, oh, like military, this is like, it's not really actually, but it reminded me because we we're talking about like, um, was it the military brats or whatever? Oh, the term? Yeah, the term. But then you're like talking about like famous people. Oh, yeah. Like famous. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jesse. Have you guys watched Jesse? Yeah. So Jesse, mm-hmm, her, the, the, not, the, not the actual actress. Yeah, but the role. <laughs> the, the, that one, I remember watching that as a younger kid and being like, I don't know what this is. Why is her dad on like a, like a training? Why why did they live on the training base like in cots? It was so <laughs> funny. And I, th- yeah, it just kind of like reminded me of that. But that's all I wanted to say. Oh, wait, so, what, it, it's the show is called Jesse? Yeah. That's so like a Disney, like oh. Disney thing. Yeah. Interesting. And it's military? Well, no, no, she no. Is. Like the, yeah, she is. The, she, she like goes to Nancy. A series of episodes. Oh, no way. I haven't even heard this. The only one I know about Cadet Kelly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Jesse is not like super like military based or whatever. It's just when they go to visit. It's just like. And then he's like a bad person. And then they crash like a a tank into the wall or something. I was like, how would (laughs) they. That was the funniest thing ever. It was so funny. And then like apparently her dad marries like her worst enemy, like her number one op. Like. How does that work? My God. Mm, it can't be like a coincidence or anything. It's so funny you mentioned that because I'm like that episode where they played like the, I think it's like the Reveille, the 730 morning one. And she played that on like a toy trumpet. I was like, this is the funniest oh, thing yeah. ever. Because that used to be like my alarm in the morning. Yeah, that was, that was how I woke up. Stop, actually. Oh my God. Same thing with running inside at five o'clock for the national anthem you gotta you gotta yeah. jet you gotta jet inside <laughs> nobody wants to uh stand out there nope. and uh, like wait for it to end i remember like when i was in uh stationed in texas and then every time like we got off work we we're like wait it's a little too close to five we don't want to stand out there and salute and then and then like some people like some of my coworkers would be you know the gung-ho people they're like you need to go out at five and stand there and it's like, no, you can do that. Like, <laughs> I think it's so funny with like the five o'clock one because my older sister was like, she was on the phone when it went off and like all her friends from like college in the States were like, what is going on? This is like some weird, like cult, like, are you okay? Like, why are you standing there? Why are you saluting? Why are you facing the music? And she was like, oh, wow. it's just, it's a normal thing. Like what? Well, I never even thought about it like that, like a cult thing. When I joined the military after high school, like it was never a thing that was on my mind ever. It was because I was going to go to art school. I got accepted to these art colleges, but there was a recruiter outside of my lunchroom. And then it was like from there and I ended up joining the Air Force. But a lot of people assume they say, oh, is it because you were from a military family that you wanted to join? But I'm curious, like, do you ever get questions like that or has it crossed your mind to join? And like, yeah. Everyone asks me if I'm going to the Air Force Academy because it's here and it's, you know, my dad went there and I'm like Air Force brought and everything. Um, and every time I'm like, nope, absolutely not. I served my time. That <laughs> I did my duty and I'm done now. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's like my mindset. Like at first when I was younger, I was like, I want to get as far away from the military as possible. Like I am such a hater. And now I'm like, it's just so complicated. Like, like I have asthma. And so like I went to the recruiter and I was like, what's it like, like being an officer in the Air Force? And he was like, you got asthma? I was like, yeah. He was like, nah, sorry. I was just like, oh, okay. Cool. I'm too short to be a pilot. I am five foot. So I am too short to be a pilot. So I can't go in. 
What's like the how old how how old? How tall do you have to be? Five two. Oh. So I am too short to be a pilot. And that was like the one thing I would have wanted to do. So I'm like, well, and I wear glasses. So that's another thing that's like, can't do it. That's exactly me because I'm five feet and I uh had to get well, I got eye surgery while I was in the military, but I had glasses. So yeah. <laughs> oh, so how do you uh both feel about the term thank you for your service? And is this something that ever like civilians have ever like told you as like part of a family? Never us, (laughs) never. Like sometimes, sometimes my mom gets it. I think like from like other moms who like, you know, know what it's like and stuff. I've never gotten it. It's always just like, oh, what is, well, people ask me like, because I'm like, I say, if I say I was born in Germany, they ask me, you know, some inappropriate questions. That's usually what I get instead. Get asked if I was a, a Nazi a lot. That's unfortunate. Oh, but they seriously, yeah. like yeah, when I was younger, it was a big issue. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. what in the world? I'm like what? <laughs> That's like the first question that comes to mind. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like I get told like, thank you for your service a lot when I was younger and I feel like they would be like, oh, like, she's so cute. Like, thank you for your service. Or like my dad was deployed in mainland Japan a couple of years ago, or not even a couple of years ago, because we've been here a couple of years, but like a while back. And so we like went to visit and like all these Japanese people were like, oh my gosh, like, she's so cute. Let's take a photo with her. And I was like, this is probably the first time they've ever seen a black person. I think I, oh my God. Like, the cultural thing was just so funny to me. I feel like I've seen like a TikTok about that before too. A person of color goes to like Japan or some sort of country, you know, and like a lot of people just want to take photos with them because it's like they've never really immersed themselves into that. That's so strange. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, I never even thought of that because, like, as far as like Japan specifically, when I went there, uh, a lot of the Japanese assumed I was Japanese and they would be like gravitating towards me and I'd be like, no, hi. And, um, but my friend, she's like as white as can be. And, um, they would be like shy around like her and her husband. And I'm like, Hmm, there's a very like thing going on here. It's like, (laughs) alrighty. Well, we're like closer to the end of uh, our episode. So any final words about being a military kid or teen that you would like to share? Just it's normal. Like (laughs) that's, that's the biggest thing. Like with joining moon and everything, I'm just like, Hey guys, it's normal. Like you know, we're not that special. We don't all have a fascination with World War II. Even if I fall into that category, we don't all have, we don't, don't all know like every plane by the tail or, you know, about like arms and riflery. Like that's not all of us. We're pretty, pretty normal people. Yeah. I feel like at the end of the day, like it's my parent that is in the military, not me. So like, obviously I'm not like super uptight or anything. And I feel like even like military personnel aren't like that. So it's just like the stereotypes that people think or like forget to think of, of like our existence is like, we're still here. Like there are always going to be military families. So it's like, just don't forget about us. Like try and consider that our experience is valid and everything like that. Amazing. Thank you. And what military movies would you recommend? Not Purple Hearts. <laughs> yes, not that one. I, you know, like I love Band of Brothers. Everyone, everyone should watch that series. Saving Private Ryan. Um, that one's also really good. They're just, most of them are pretty good. Honestly, like war, war movies, pretty solid. I, I haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front yet, but I want to. Mm. I've heard that that one's pretty good too. So like those are safe if it's portraying military, like in the Hallmark movie fashion of Purple Hearts probably not the way to go. <laughs> All Quiet on the Western Front is really good. I do feel like military movies are horror movies, but that one specifically feels very horror in the way that it was shot. Yeah, I feel like if you want to watch something like you're a military kid and you want to watch something funny like Jesse because she's an icon. Amen. And mm-hmm. it was like the funniest thing to watch those episodes. But like I liked Hacksaw Ridge, like I've seen that one a couple times. That was a good one. Yeah, that one's like really inspiring. Awesome. Um, and do you guys have anything to plug and where can people find you on social media? Plugging Bloom, always uh, at Bloom Military Teens on Instagram and pretty much everywhere, I think. I think, do we still have our Twitter up and running? I'm not really sure. But uh, still a YouTube channel. Um, we have a community Discord for military teens that you can apply for. And it's really great. We've gotten it up and running and it's really fun to have conversations on there. So. 
Yes, definitely the Bloom Discord. I love like talking to people in there because it's just so funny to see like all these different experiences and everything. And then also like Bloom is just like such a good community to be in. So like the Discord is really fun. Like don't give Discord a bad rap, people, because yeah. it's not just for the gamers. Love that. All right, Tate. Thank you so much, you guys, um, for taking the time to speak with us. I know you guys are at, like different places right now. Um, it was definitely very fun and I loved like getting to understand kind of your perspective on life um, as a military kid. So thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, like also piggybacking, piggybacking on uh, what Zakia is saying. I think you you both are like, so we're so lovely to talk to. And again, like this is such a, a topic that's very passionate like that I'm very passionate about, like having been a former military kid and now <laughs> adult. So uh, thank you for like sharing your stories and being so vulnerable about everything and also just like fun as well. Of course. Thank you so much. Subscribe to this and add us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All you have to do is search up Kinderguys Podcast. And remember you're a loved, you're a body, and remember to always live on the fright side. Bye.